0: welcome to the nightmare box presenting mistakes were made my name is brett bloom i'm sitting across from the beautiful the effervescent the panda bear pants on the first night of snow polar bear polar bear pants on the first night of snow (laughs) kristen pennington
1: will be uh, winter-hardened by the next podcast. Brett may have a full-blown mountain man beard by yeah,
0: then. We saw a guy in Walmart today wearing plaid, and he had a beard down to his belly button and a big beer gut and a cart full of beer. <laughs> it wasn't
1: just the plaid that uh, got me. It was like a very stereotypical outfit you would see in like catalogs for like...
0: Montana Strongman. Yeah, yeah, like
1: he had a... Uh, the stereotypical red and black plaid, but then he had uh, like oh. the suspenders attached yeah. to his jeans, and then he had this big black uh, winter hat on, mm-hmm. and then a big ass beard. So, he looked yeah. like
0: the grown-up version of the guy from <laughs> Catcher in the Rye.
1: <laughs> so my bet is by the end of the weekend that'll be Brett.
0: Yeah, uh, might be in about four hours. My whole perspective might change. I might get a much more gravelly voice.
1: We didn't move your car. we had got to do that after this podcast. We're
0: definitely not doing that.
1: No, we're definitely doing that.
0: Yeah, I'm drinking. We're
1: just moving it to the covered spot.
0: Kristen will learn how to drive a stick shift to the covered spot after this podcast. <laughs> for legal reasons.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I can't open with the cracking of beer, and then go after this. I'm driving, guys.
1: Well, I'm trying to save your car from being drowned in snow. Or It'll whatever. be
0: all right. Um, so yeah, that's that's coming up. I don't really have any show notes today. Kristen's got a couple, but I, I can we talk kind of about the little bit that I was doing before we started the show? Yeah, um, I went on Writer's Digest today, and I, I want to give you guys a quick warning. Um, they've got a course on there. I've got a couple of courses on there. They're normally overpriced. Um, and you might say overpriced is I'm going to take this class on how to write a novel in 12 weeks. I'm going to expect to pay about 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150. Maybe. Uh, not $700. $700. Uh, what's happening next month is nanoRimo And you can just do it for free. You can just spend 30 days writing your novel. You don't have to spend the full, you know, twelve weeks, seven hundred dollars. You get it done in four weeks.
1: Or since uh Halloween's coming up, you can do that thing where you watch those Halloween movies and make money.
0: Exactly. I think that's I pretty remember. local.
1: Was it local? Yeah. Oh,
0: I think it's for a local radio station.
1: Oh. I that was like a nationwide thing. Never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> Just enjoy Halloween and watch those movies for yeah. fun and. uh pay yourself a penny every time you watch exactly. <laughs> Uh
0: Exactly. They had classes on there for uh, how to develop a first, like a rough draft for your first novel um, inside of 12 weeks. They had like a $300 class on character development. Uh, these are all things you can get by reading books. You don't have to spend, I mean, I've spent way over $700 on books, but you don't need to spend that kind of money. Go buy yourself a copy of On Writing and a couple of others, and you're probably going to be good to go.
1: Yeah. And then also, I don't know how useful that would be, but there's probably, I'm sure, like videos on YouTube and stuff of
0: Yeah, you can go listen to podcasts. interviews, go read uh, George Orwell's essays on writing. <laughs>
1: we have some podcasts about some of this stuff, so yeah. maybe dig through our podcast descriptions because yeah. I don't remember any of them offhand. And...
0: In between me screaming about <laughs> taxation, you might pick up a gem or two about character development. Or... <laughs> Uh, how to get through your first draft, or how to edit? You know, there's there's information <laughs> here. I'm a little drunken, angry, fueled college teacher.
1: <laughs> any sort of you haven't yanked your glasses off and waved them around yet. So. Not,
0: there's nobody to do it to. It's just <laughs> you and I here in this apartment. I don't have any people to wave glasses at. If I get like a live chat, like YouTube thing, I might do that.
1: You hear that? We may have to set that up. I'm going to record Brett so he can wave his glasses at you. Yeah,
0: just do Instagram stories with, like, <laughs> funny filters on my face. And be like, okay, key one, you need ABC plot. But it's not ABC. You need to think between B and C, there's an ABC all of its own. It's called a secondary conflict.
1: I think that would almost be more entertaining for you to be on a political rant, but then have, like, the little cat ear filter yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: it's like, and this is why we don't need to go to war with Iran. And it's just me screaming. I get, like, a big fucking pig nose
1: and they have like a baby face filter for a while a little baby brat yelling at everybody <laughs> I mean
0: that's basically what I am oh. if I like shave my beard and like take off my glasses I, I just look like a tiny fat angry kid
1: oh you do not. <laughs> that's not true <laughs> so none of those $800 classes just grabbed your attention? uh
0: no and after going to college for creative writing I would also tell you that probably was a massive waste of money as well <laughs> I was like, "Who spends eight hundred dollars writing a book?" And I was like, "Oh, I I spent like a lot more than that trying to." Figure we had out the some same pretty shit. good classes
1: I, collectively. The whole experience may not have been. I had some. I had worth, a, but Jesus Christ, the guys. cats
0: are at war. Um, guys, Jesus fucking Christ, I had um one really good teacher. I think is what I had. Like I had a bunch of you know. Good teachers, I'm not going to say they, you know, they weren't great teachers, um, but then I had Arroyo and having him for a whole year was like that made college worth it, but uh, he is not at everybody's college, so make sure you've got a good resident writer and uh, hope that they're good at teaching. I was reading an interview of his before we started this as well, before right. I went on Writer's Digest, I just typed it in because I knew he was writing a book and I was wondering if it had come out yet, it hasn't and uh he was talking about the concept of the glimpse with uh i the magazine but it's online so if you type fred arroyo interview there's this whole thing where he's that's uh, from october of 2018. holy fuck guys
1: it's actually not jacks it's the cats
0: yeah it's from october of 2018 and he's talking about like his biggest fault in writing or uh, the issue that he has is putting the cart before the horse and the biggest skill that he learned was learning to sit back and watch the horses like run through the sagebrush and he's like try to collect those smells the way that it glints off of the horse watch the horse and quit worrying about where the horse goes and just kind of collect those so
1: I think that's kind of funny because there was one episode that we did one time where you were like, I hate that phrase, putting the cart before the horse. (laughs) You're (laughs) like, I can't stand that phrase. I I don't like that phrase, but, you know, (laughs)
0: for what he was trying Mm -hmm. to say, you know, don't worry about being the passenger behind the horses, you know, just watch the horses and describe the horses. Your job as a writer is not to come up with these massive conclusions or these... Uh, plots or themes that, you know, people love to study themes, you know, get in. They're like, well, there's a lot of themes in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, so, but I at feel like a basis, story. you need to have it as a story, as a writer. That's your job. If you want to go back through and somebody finds a through line in Margaret Atwood, for example. Did you just
1: crack your pinky when you were making that point? You
0: might have to. <laughs> um, you read The Handmaid's Tale, for example, and there are themes in the book. There are undeniable themes in the book. But first and foremost, it is a story about a woman in a situation.
1: That's always irritated me. Like, I know a theme can be, like, useful, especially, like, in an educational setting. But that always irritated me in, I feel like, high or my high school anyway, was, like, notorious about that. That was always, like, the thing. Like, what's the theme? Like, what are the themes in this story? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like,
0: they tried to make me do that with like catcher in the Rye. They're like, what are the themes in catcher in the Rye? And I was like, I, I don't know. John Lennon makes really bad music. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> I feel like that's like, I like, kind of pissed off that one dude. Don't make me dig too hard for themes. You know? <laughs>
1: I feel like that's the thing they focus on the most in high school, though, and it's like, is that really the most important aspect of the story? No, it's not,
0: because that's subjective as fuck. Mm -hmm. I think what they try to do at a high school level, it's good, Um, is to make you think about what you're reading. But when they cram it all into one word theme, you know, then then you're expected to guess with everybody else's experience what the thing is. You know, there, there are some massive books that have definite themes and you know that's undeniable and you need to be able to pick up on them but i've learned more from books where nobody's gone in and been like the theme of the old man in the sea is xyz you know and so i'm not looking for xyz i'm pulling my own personal themes out of it i'm relating to it as i should relate to it yeah um so theme's a bastard. Uh when you're writing a story, don't sit out and be like, I want to write this really cool story about a girl who teaches the audience life lessons about what it's like to be a girl alive in twenty nineteen, you know.
1: If you had to pick one element of like the ones they traditionally teach, what would you say that you think is the most important element in uh in writing? the
0: in while you're writing mm-hmm.
1: um like you know, like character story, theme, like I can't remember them all offhand.
0: Character. Yeah, but the theme is secondary, plot is secondary. Everything relies on the character in the situation. If you don't have a compelling main character who runs into compelling side characters, um, then you've just got a boring person sitting in an empty world. Then you wind up with a lot of J.R.R. Tolkien pieces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh don't joke it's okay because I'm gonna drag this conversation into a nerdy topic well, here shortly so well because uh, like, you hate away
0: I I, I, I can give I'll, I'll give props to older people you know I'll, I'll do that right now like Oliver twist you know who the main character is Oliver twist it wasn't a trick question uh I he's was like, so isn't interesting <laughs> he's so interesting they named the book after him <laughs> <laughs> You don't read Jack Torrance, you read The Shining, okay? <laughs> but like Oliver Twist, the character is so beloved that nobody knows the story of Oliver Twist. Nobody Could Could you tell me the basic plot points of the story of Oliver Twist outside of he's a pickpocket who can't get enough porridge? No. no. Everybody remembers the character. My point remains. <laughs> the plot is even secondary in the writing. Like, you need to have an idea of where you're going, but you can't sit there and be like, well, then there's plot point, or you get stuck forever trying to, like, tie up everything. That's something you catch in editing. It's not what you yeah, catch I in Yeah, I would writing. agree
1: with that, because it definitely doesn't mean that plot isn't important, because, I mean...
0: Well, when you're writing it, the plot changes a thousand times, because you're like, well, you know, I thought I'd be in room X, but I'm in room V, v you know? <laughs> it's
1: like a... Shoot. Was it Scream? Yeah, uh, we were talking about Scream where they were like they uh, had a plot hole where they needed the kids to all leave the party and then they ended mm-hmm. up writing in the death of the principal. Like and they were like, "Oh, plot hole fixed." Yeah,
0: solved. You don't. You know, he didn't know how to get around it. So yeah, I'd say character um, okay. when writing a story is the most important. They're all important. You know, at the end of the day, by the time you you, you knock out a finished product, but if you don't have a character, you're not going to be writing about anything so i'd say character if i had to guess one of them
1: well i i I wasn't asking like universally what was the most important i was asking more what you thought was the most important i would probably agree with that well my
0: opinion is the only one that matters (laughs) all right (laughs) then what do you think is the most important in like film Ooh
1: Probably still character, honestly, yeah, because if you if you don't like the character, even if the story's good, I feel like it's hard to get into the film, because I've, I've watched really good movies before where the characters were kind of, or, like, good stories yeah. where the characters were kind of bland, and it's like, eh. Or if you have, like, a, a bad guy, which granted, a bad guy can be a really good bad guy that you're supposed to hate that you just hate, but it's like, oh, I hate that guy, you know? <laughs> So yeah,
0: like when they r- roll reverse it when you wind up with, like a Silence of the Lambs, like you love the bad guy, mm-hmm. like you love Clarice Starling, but you also fucking love Hannibal Lecter. Like we, actually, <laughs> we,
1: I don't know, why I said we. Um, I was actually talking about this at work the other day. Uh, not quite the same because it was intentionally like the bad guy is the good guy, but um, no dis- country
0: for old men, the greatest bad guy. Definitely.
1: <laughs> no, I was actually gonna sugar. go <laughs> a little like more sugar. I
0: wouldn't call on that.
1: I was going to go a little more lighthearted. Uh, The kids' movie, uh, Despicable Me, where the bad guy is technically the hero of the story. Have you never seen Despicable Me?
0: The one with the minions? Yeah. Nope.
1: Oh, it's so cute. Um, But yeah, the the main character is a villain, and... um, he does end up kind of being the good guy at the end, but he's, you know, the hero of the story. And even when he's the bad guy, he's a really likable bad guy. So, yeah, there is a, yeah, I think character, for sure, most important.
0: Well, like, the, I, we haven't seen it yet, but the the new Joker movie with uh, Jackie and Joaquin Phoenix.
1: <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin
0: jackie jack <laughs> off phoenix um
1: <laughs> i've heard it's good
0: i i've i i'm gonna see it one way or the other just because i'm very interested in that but even that's a kind of a point on character is you've got this horrific bad guy which the joker i i know people talk him to death because yeah Heath Ledger knocked that character out of the guy oh, he's an park. iconic
1: villain i mean even before they made that movie yeah like even the in the comic, comic book books series. and stuff yeah the most iconic villain of that universe.
0: I've got the killing joke around here someplace, but like um, th- th- they're going to go back into that character, but there's not going to be a Batman. Like in the advertisements, he's meeting Bruce Wayne's father. So mm-hmm. like Batman doesn't exist yet. You're just looking at this.
1: There's him as a person before yeah. he became the bad guy. But yeah, I um, I've heard it's good. I'm a little... Apprehensive about watching it because I, I don't know. I think sometimes superhero movies tend to be a little over the top, but uh.
0: Well, after the Suicide Squad, we all need a palate cleanser.
1: <laughs> so bad. He, like, it was a
0: good Joker too, but like there wasn't enough.
1: Really? Of, I didn't like that. I, I it liked him for
0: like the way that they shot it, where he had like. He reminded me a lot of Marilyn Manson via like. Um, grotesque album uh that i've forgotten the name of golden age of grotesque era manson where he had the mickey mouse ears and the grill in his mouth like he reminded me of that a lot i, I liked like him with like the hip-hop and the the craziness behind that I but i didn't
1: like that. it was the joke the whole movie
0: didn't make any goddamn no, sense. <laughs>
1: and um justice league too what a piece of shit film like I'm sorry if you like Justice League, <laughs> but what a piece of shit film. That
0: yeah, I didn't know that was anything inside of a cartoon on Cartoon Network.
1: Yeah, it's like whenever they try to cram, even
0: like it works part. with the Avengers, but it doesn't <gasps> work with like it's
1: those. Not, man, I don't feel like it does. You don't
0: think you, you okay? I don't
1: dislike. Kristen like,
0: hates the Avengers. No, so let's it's go.
1: It's not. It's not. I hate the Avengers. I think when you take so many, um really iconic characters with really complex stories and try to cram them all into a film you end up with um I like Iron Man. Don't don't get me wrong. Like Iron Man the film is good. Like I like Iron Man the character, but you end up with these films where you have like one or two characters, Iron Man being um the Avengers example, where that character kind of gets stroked off the whole film and everybody yeah. else is just a secondary character and they get Who in that movie is a
0: better actor than fucking Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. did, Uh, uh,
1: to his credit. you know.
0: I swear to Christ, we are not abusing our animals. (laughs) What I did there was I bumped my ankle into Jax, who was asleep underneath my feet.
1: He is such a diva if you uh, come into his personal space.
0: (laughs) We're never going to get this podcast off the ground. These guys are killing our careers.
1: But, um, no, he, and he, he did revive superhero films. So Robert Downey Jr., you know, to his credit, did a world for, you know, the Marvel uh, universe. But, like, the Avengers, I, I feel like, almost becomes the Tony Stark show. And then you have all these other really iconic, awesome characters. Like, and I'm gonna be that girl for a minute. Like, Black Widow is such a kick-ass character who, like, got like tossed to the side for the most part throughout all of the Avengers series. Is she
0: the one who like kicks the shit out of like 15 people in the opening credits? Yeah, Yeah.
1: she's like, she's a...
0: Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she's like
1: a trained assassin. Like she, you know, from childhood was like essentially trained to be nothing but this, you know, trained killer assassin. And like her character is so kick-ass and they kind of just make her like the little like side sex piece in the story and like i I hate
0: when they do that when they like they completely miss the mark on like a brilliant opportunity
1: and i I, you haven't seen the last avengers have you Uh,
0: i gave up after the second one because i saw what you were talking about start to happen i really liked the first avengers movie i kind of like the second one and then i said i'm tapping out i don't know who thanos is or what his rings mean that that looked way too fucking crazy
1: there by the end when you add in him i just
0: like the hulk going i'm always angry <laughs> and punching the big snake thing and then like when the hulk grabbed that one dude just uh-huh. started like bashing him against the ground
1: uh-huh. loki yeah he just throws him around like a rag yeah, doll. i
0: saw at the movie theater i almost pissed myself when that he just is i am a god <laughs>
1: Loki ends up joining them later on and that's his like because he knows what it feels like to be bashed by the Hulk that's like his tagline or tagline anytime they're in a bad situation he's like it's okay we have a Hulk.
0: (laughs) Don't beat me uh, up bro.
1: But like if they're at the end when they add like Thanos and um the Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. You have so many characters mashed in that it almost, to me, starts... I think Justice League was the worst, for sure. I think Avengers did a better job of it. Is but. that the Ben
0: Affleck one? I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one Ben Affleck's done? Because people were like, Ben Affleck's going to be the Batman. And people were excited Then that movie came out. And then nobody even brought up that Ben Affleck was ever the Batman.
1: I don't know if he only did Justice League or if there was a Batman movie. Oh, he did a Batman v- versus Superman. So he was in that, too.
0: I didn't know they made that. Who played Superman? Christopher Reeves?
1: Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Definitely not Christopher Reeves. Uh, no, he got no. paralyzed in uh,
0: the no. 70s and he is dead now.
1: I, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but to his credit, he does look like, you know, the iconic, what you would picture Superman to look like. Christopher Reeves. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember the actor's name. I can't remember his name. I've never been into... Um, a lot of the DC characters, like yeah. I liked Spider Man, but I think Spider Man's technically Marvel, or was Spider Man always Marvel? Was he originally DC? I don't know. I don't. That's I know Batman
0: I is a character, and uh, Iron Man. I loved all those movies because I love Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I like some he's of the them. only white guy in this day and age who nobody's gone back and got pissed off at for wearing blackface. <laughs> Because he did Tropic Thunder That's and there true. was a whole hour and a half where he was in blackface and he yeah. was so good as a black guy, you forgot that he was Robert Downey Jr. You kept going, who's this rising star black actor? You're that like, was oh, crazy shit. Movie. Yeah. The Didn't ac- know Ted Cruz, not Ted Cruz, Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 Didn't know Tom Cruise was in that movie until the very end of that movie. He yeah, was the, the, the producer. The
1: fat suit. Yeah, he was the like Harvey
0: Weinstein of the situation.
1: <laughs> which I do like some superhero movies like I did enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy I enjoyed um, the I Batman I know that movies. was a superhero
0: movie I thought that was a time traveling thing <laughs>
1: um, and I did like Iron Man but I, like the, they feel to me like when you add that many characters there's so little room for character development or story that yeah. it almost ends up being a Michael Bay film it's like there's a shitload of fighting and yeah. not much else. Here's
0: five things that are supposed to be saving this city. And they're all destroying this city. Yeah. You
1: know? and, and that's, they that's, made the
0: same mistake on Netflix, right? Because they had the Daredevil show. The Daredevil show was brilliant. They had that um, Luke Cage show, which was really good. Then there was the woman detective that I can't remember the name of. And I think the Punisher?
1: Jessica. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What Jessica something. Um, But then they crammed all three of them together and it was like, look, we know the Daredevil's blind. You you don't need to spend the first three episodes pretending we don't know the Daredevil is blind. That's what he's good at, being blind.
1: (laughs) I think I only the mean.
0: punisher greatest goddamn superhero of all time that netflix show i cannot believe it got canceled, whole, got canceled? oh we got canceled after like the second I season i never
1: watched it so
0: the the punisher is my favorite superhero i've got the little books again somewhere around these books um and I liked that first movie they did. The second one that, like, had the Rob Zombie theme song was uh, Dog Shit. I think I only ever saw the up. first one. The first one's the only one that matters.
1: It's good, yeah.
0: Um, and then they made a video game, which ties into where we're going eventually with this, but... Didn't it? Yeah, there was a video game of the Punisher that came out on the PS2 where you could, like like... You had to like sneak through a zoo and like kill like, all the bad guys. I was gonna guys. say I feel
1: like that would be a pretty graphic yeah. video game. And you game. had to like
0: throw the bad guys <laughs> into like a lion's cage and then people. the lions fuck people up. And you can like dip people in piranha pens. Like it's oh,
1: <laughs> fucking terrible. insanity. That's terrible. I
0: love the Punisher, but the the Netflix show for the Punisher I thought would go on forever just because of the way veterans react to the Punisher. Like it got overrided by fat guys in black t-shirts, and now nobody can have fun with the Punisher anymore because you keep running. My favorite thing about superheroes is when you go to Walmart and you run into a guy who's like fucking like four foot eight he weighs like 800 pounds he's rolling around in one of those motorized scooters and he's got a Superman shirt on it's like oh kryptonite hit you when you were like what 17 (laughs) years old just slapped you right across the face oh
1: I have a Facebook friend that has um a little boy that I guess is super into superheroes. And uh, she posted a picture on Facebook where they went to the grocery store and she let him pick his own outfit. Yeah. She was like, he couldn't decide what he wanted to be. So he had like uh, the Captain America shield. And then I think (laughs) like the... Iron Man outfit yeah. and then like maybe Hulk shoes or something crazy. Yeah. He was like three different superheroes yeah. all in it's one. It's forgivable
0: when you're a child. It's not forgivable when you're 39 years old and you're walking around in a Punisher's shirt and you look like you ain't done a push-up since you were three. You're like, I'm not here punishing shit. It's like the only thing you're punishing is that bag of Doritos, Aww. son. You don't know how to shoot a gun. Aww. That's <laughs> mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to make fun of fat people in superhero shirts. You're not Superman. <laughs> Sad. I saw those movies.
1: Oh, did, ooh. did you ever see The Incredibles, though? No.
0: can't. No, yeah. I don't think so. I was going
1: to say, he grew up and got out of shape, and he was still a superhero.
0: Yeah. But, like, so,
1: the... He, he was, you know, a dad oh, but at that point. If I was kids. the Punisher, I
0: would not identify myself as the Punisher if I was anything <laughs> less than complete ass-kicking shape, because it it's pretty serious. Um, but continuing on down the road of characters, because I feel like we've kind of hit a theme here. Uh, do you have hit a theme. favorite? Theme?
1: How <sighs> dare you?
0: Do you have a favorite character?
1: Like superhero?
0: Like any character?
1: Ooh, ever? That's a big question. Ooh, so uh... I already
0: brought him up earlier, but <laughs> hmm.
1: There's so many movies. I'll come back
0: at it next week. I'll ask you on the next podcast. I mean, like,
1: I I have a couple that immediately come to mind. I was like, there are so many movies to choose from. That's too broad of a question. Well, write
0: in, guys. Tell us your favorite characters. I'm
1: a big fan of Lord of the Rings, so I really like the characters.
0: Dildo Baggins.
1: I really like the characters. (laughs) Dildo I will beat you. I really like the character of Aragorn. He's always been one of my favorites. And then, um, like, Harry Potter, Hermione was super kick-ass. So, I like that. Like, strong characters who have a lot of depth to them. Um, I don't I don't know. It really depends on like the genre or what we're talking about. There's so many to choose from. There's, There's so shitload. many good characters yeah. that people have created.
0: I think in film, um, my favorite bad guys ever going to be sugar. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's going to take me fucking forever to, 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 top that. Uh, probably also in books. Now that I think about it, cause he's a McCormack, <laughs> McC- he's a Cormac McCarthy character. Um, but outside of him, like I'd have to go like Michael and the Godfather again both as a literary and as a film. And, um... Shit, I had them lined up in my head. Name's gone, but the main character from Pollanix, Survivor, just because... Uh, Branson. It's TB. I can't remember the... Yeah. I can't remember his name, but those would be my favorites.
1: Why that one? From Survivor. I read, yeah, I haven't read Survivor. Why he, that
0: one? um... Is the last person alive the last survivor if you will (laughs) um, of a death cult like a religious death cult and he is um, very nihilistic like he hates the fact that he didn't kill himself but like the celebrity that comes with him not killing himself is so overwhelming for him that he just he's a character that you hate almost immediately uh, because he's hijacked an airplane in the first chapter, and he's getting ready to kill himself on this aircraft carrier—or not an aircraft carrier. It's an aircraft that he's stolen. Um, he's going to crash it into Australia, so you know he's going to die. You don't like him immediately. <laughs> he doesn't get any better. Like he, he has like this whole chapter where he's fantasizing about like having sex with the bodies in the mausoleum, and he's a disgusting thing but there's like this attractant to him that i've always
1: not at all what i thought that book was about (laughs) yeah well
0: it's technically about him crashing this plane but it's the flashbacks that lead up to him hijacking the plane in the first place and because he's the last survivor of this death cult and there's somebody out there killing all of the other survivors that makes him the last survivor of the death cult um like the the about-face that happens about three-quarters of the way through. Like, you have this massive plot twist that should have come in, like, the last ten pages. And then you have to fall in love with this other character. His love interest, fertility, is deeply, is sickening. But, like, it it creates this... I I, I love that book. So I would have to put him. Tender Branson. Got it.
1: (laughs) Tender. What a strange name. Tender's
0: a rank that all the men... All the boys that left the colony had... So they're all tenders. And then all the boys that stayed were Adams. Hmm. And then there That's were names for the women, too. But I can't really remember the women's Her names. Her
1: name is Fertility? Her
0: name is Fertility Hollis.
1: Strange names.
0: Yeah. Chuck strange person. <laughs> Brought us Fight Club. That's true. <laughs> Where uh, the main character of Fight Club, nobody knows. Nobody knows what his fucking name is.
1: I am Jack Smirking Revenge. Yeah. I do think that's funny. He refers to himself as Jack, but that's not his name. No, he
0: reads it in, um, like, a National Geographic or a almanac of mm-hmm. some kind in the house. But he's not Tyler Durden, so he has no name. Chuck Palahniuk's. One of Chuck Palahniuk's greatest characters. No name.
1: <laughs> there you go. Next time you can't think of a character name.
0: You don't need one.
1: Just don't name him. <laughs> Never acknowledge it. <laughs>
0: One thing we do know, his name was not Robert Paulson. Is that other guy's name? That guy's name was Robert Paulson.
1: It's <laughs> also not Big Titty Bob.
0: Nope, not nope, that's Robert Paulson.
1: Oh, is that his real yeah. name?
0: Bob had big tits. Bob had bitch tits. Yeah, but his name was Robert Paulson.
1: I don't know why that'll always be one of my favorite lines. <laughs> that meme of them his hugging. Tits, yeah.
0: His tits hung the way gods would hang. <laughs> I think is the line from the book. I, was like, I don't
1: think that's in the movie. <laughs> I don't remember that line. <laughs>
0: that's got the famous um the line that got cut for the movie. Um where Marla in the film turns and says, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Since grade school. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happened to my tongue today.
1: <laughs>
0: in the novel she says, uh, I wanna have your abortion.
1: It seems worse to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the abortion line? Yeah. No, the, the, that was the one in the novel.
1: Oh, okay. yeah,
0: they wanted him to cut it. You can't have. I want to have your abortion between two people who just had sex. You have to have something else. And he said anything else, and they're like, yeah. So he wrote in, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school, which implied that she was like raped in grade school, which <laughs> is a lot terrible. worse. Than an adult woman deciding to have an abortion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay yeah. So
0: Char th- characters are fucking I was thinking, heavy handed. I was thinking of it as
1: nothing. uh two grade school kids fooling around Yeah, <laughs> <again>, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna drag Brett into the nerdier realm of things today. This isn't a topic we normally talk about on our podcast, but No, we're not talking about Halloween. We're talking about video games.
0: Why are we talking about video games?
1: Uh, Brett and I, or Brett, (laughs) mostly, (laughs) has been um, playing the game Doom. Yeah. Which apparently, I guess, was... Popular way, way, way back in the day. Kristen did
0: not even know that Doom was a thing. Like, my dad. Yeah, my dad was Air Force Special Forces. I think we've covered that a couple of times. And he would go off to Turkey, and while he was in Turkey, he would buy games so that he could keep himself entertained while he was in Turkey. So, like the first PlayStation that we had, the PS1, if you will, he brought back from a deployment. And on one of his deployments, he came back with this big box filled with floppy disks that was Doom. In Doom, the original for uh, you, uneducated, uncultured swine out there in the world that I didn't know even existed, Apparently was one of you. massive in the nineties, um, to the point where the Columbine shooters were able to take the code from Doom, build a model of their school, and practice shooting it up. So Doom has been blamed for some horrific shit for almost thirty years.
1: Literally, never heard of it.
0: Yeah. Um, but you understand how it might turn somebody into a violent psychopath <laughs> now that you've watched me play it. <laughs> it
1: is an intense game. Um, yeah. Again, vastly different childhoods. I think my first PlayStation that I ever owned, I was like eleven or twelve and I owned the PS two. I grew up on like the Sega and yeah. uh the Nintendo. Yeah, we uh, had game the N sixty four. I had the, what, the Super first Nintendo? Game we, yeah,
0: the first game we had for the N64 was Duke Nukem. And I have a memory of playing that with my dad, like, sitting on the floor. And then uh, my dad shot up all these bad guys in a strip club, which had strippers <laughs> oh that were, like, these, like, pixelated, like, 2D, you know, girls. Like, just kind of, like, slugging their shoulders. <laughs> and uh, you had to kill all the aliens. And then I remembered distinctly, just because of how fast it happened, Duke Nukem goes, Well, looks like this shit just hit the fan. And then I heard the door behind me open, and my parents just started arguing. <laughs> so those were forever fused. Doom and Duke Nukem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only uh, games I had on floppy disks were... Um, my mom was really big into educational games, so I owned like, a ton of games where you were like an explorer out yeah. in the... You know, my
0: mother, was one of, she was a first grade teacher back when I was a kid. So uh, her big thing was like this brand new thing called Hooked on Phonics. And then my dad was Special Forces and I had those two worlds. It was like, <laughs> see, spot, run. And my dad's like, shoot that motherfucker over there. <laughs>
1: was, it, wasn't, it didn't feel like an educational game. I can't for the life of me remember what it's Why
0: called. Why in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No. That's an educational game
1: no this this you were like a, a i think a lot of it was like in the mountains you were like
0: the oregon trail
1: no i played that like <laughs> in school and stuff though and they would let you play that at school but um you were like in the mountains and you were like a mountain man you had like your yeah you know snow suit and stuff because it was snow and then you had to solve these puzzles like up in the mountains and every time you solved a puzzle you could advance but then we also had pitfall Um I think, on the computer, and that was a pretty cool game. Like, you were like a little explorer in the jungle and, like, Indiana Jones shit. You had, like, a whip, (laughs) and you had to not die by snake or jaguar or anything crazy. And that was the extent of my violent games. But,
0: uh... uh, Yeah, vastly different childhoods. mm -hmm. I remember every time we went over to go see my biological grandmother, uh, we would watch Saving Private Ryan. And my mother would just cover my face, but only for the D-Day scene for the first, like, 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. And then I was left basically by myself to watch the rest of the movie, which is about as intense as the first 20 minutes of that movie by myself. So, like, Sniper getting shot through the face. I'm, like, six years old. Like, holy fuck. They shot that dude again, like, every summer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some movies
0: but uh... my 13th birthday present the godfather disc collections so, <laughs> sat on the floor watch that with dear old dad and scarface and i would like go into the sixth grade and they'd be like hey guys i was uh, sixth grade is when i first watched the godfather but i would go in there and try to talk about the godfather with other sixth graders and they're like we don't have a two and a half hour attention span to follow the godfather <laughs>
1: I don't think I watched that until I was older.
0: I think you watched it for the first time with me. No,
1: I told you I'd seen it before. (laughs) My my dad likes those kind of movies, so I had seen it before, but it had just been a long time. But anyway, video games. So yeah, we've been playing Doom. Sorry. And um, my question to you, as a writer, how important is storyline when it comes to video games?
0: Um, It's key in everything but Doom. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah I mean granted I've only played little small snippets of doom but I feel like there is no storyline yeah. it's do- just don't yeah. die
0: doom is like you woke up here go find out why you woke up here and then you get there and you're like oh we're we've opened the portal to hell that's <laughs> as deep as this gets and then you just keep shooting stuff gotcha yeah. but really good video games like the ones that really hold on to you have incredible stories do you
1: have any that stick out to you
0: um Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I'm not a massive video game guy. Yeah, no. I play a lot of just like Battlefield and Madden and it's like, okay, well you showed up or hey, you're playing football. Like um I've really liked Like, all the Grand Theft Autos are incredible. Like, if you... I know it looks stupid to anybody who's never sat down and played the story mode of Grand Theft Auto. It's uh, more than just shooting civilians and raping hookers and beating them to death with bats. All of which you can do. It's about what it looks like, I mean, that's what it looks like. But if you follow the stories, like, they're incredible. Especially Five, which has three different main characters that all have ABC plots that all intertwine with one another. It's... When I was um, a junior in college, I had to take this professional writing class and we had to write a resume to a company. But once again, I uh, got my degree in creative writing with a minor in writing. So there's not a whole lot of companies I thought I could apply to (laughs) until I found out that Nintendo was hiring (laughs) in Seattle, Washington. And I was like, well, fuck, (laughs) I could do that. Write a side plot. Write a mission. Okay, cool, man. I got you. Because you need us. I, I know people like to pretend like it's a dead craft, but literally everything you watch involves somebody with my expertise. So <laughs> we surround you everywhere.
1: Do you think... Um... What's
0: yours? You're the video game Hang on,
1: We're going to flip around to me in a second. Do you think, because um, we can't really talk about the way it's shot, because video games clearly aren't shot Well, Either they're, they're uh, definitely
0: filmmakers that are creating those. Well, scenes. animators,
1: um, which you know, I guess animators are technically. Well, I in the would film find world. somebody
0: like you and be like, "How would you do this?" and then try to animate whatever it is. Yeah, you
1: know? but um, it's not literally shot with a camera. You know, it's a world that's created and rendered um, by graphic designers and animators and stuff like that. So, except for Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so um, we can't really talk about the way that it's shot but um, like Doom for instance is first person perspective yeah. so do you can't think... get a camera into hell <laughs> do you think um, like the way that you're playing, like your view of the mm-hmm. video game and how you're viewing the world and the way that they present the world to you um, makes a difference?
0: I, oddly enough, I feel more connected to third person view characters. Uh, first person view, you know, play Call of Duty, you play Doom, you any of those types of Fallout, even. Yeah, but Red
1: Dead's third person, right? Red
0: Dead yeah. is a third person, Grand Theft Auto is a third person. I think getting to watch them makes you feel like the director while you're playing as them you yeah. know? if you're holding the gun and that's all you've got on the screen then like you're feeling like this is me and I'm here and the plot is secondary for most of those types of games if I had to guess
1: yeah I mean I guess it depends on the game I don't know I'd, or, I'd don't have as much experience with the types of video games you play. Um, Uh, Horrifically violent. Yeah, horrifically violent. (laughs) Fast paced. I I want to cry myself to sleep. I'm playing them after (laughs) ten
0: beers and I'm just stomping ass. I kick ass at Doom when I'm hammered. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Get ready for this. (laughs) Your turn.
1: (laughs) I'm like, no please don't do that to me. But, um, okay, so as far as story um, like, to me, that's honestly the most important part. Like, I, which granted it, that partially may be because I was a kid, I am horribly nostalgic for, um, because I grew up on a Nintendo that was my first game system and a uh, Sega, and I am horribly nostalgic for, uh, A Link to the Past, I think, was the first Zelda game that I owned. And then Ocarina of Time was the Nintendo 64 after that. And if you go back and look at those games now, the graphics are really not very good compared to modern.
0: Well, we were talking earlier about, I've still got the PS3. And it's like, why do you keep it? It's like, because the games are awesome. So the (laughs) second I get a working controller, I might go back, despite the fact that the graphics are dog shit compared (laughs) to them.
1: Yeah, and, like, if you go back, especially... um, to the past because that was on the Super Nintendo I think. The graphics are just horrible. The scenery, the characters or everything are these tiny little pixels, you know? Running
0: around on squares.
1: Yeah, and I love that game. Like, it's one of my favorite games because the story is so in-depth and developed and like, I really enjoy it and you, like, really love the main character and, um, like even Ocarina of Time. Uh Brett makes the most noise getting beer. Sorry. <laughs> um Ocarina I think yeah, yeah, it's Ocarina time. Um like you really connect with all of the characters and you get to know all of their little mini worlds and stuff like that. So for me, um for sure, story is hands down the most important. Uh not that good graphics don't make the game more enjoyable. I also like uh skyrim and that's been i mean there are games with better graphics now for sure but that's been like a fun game to play the graphics are pretty good and
0: well like even with film you know like we go we still go back and watch the twilight zone from the 50s despite the fact that you can do things with a camera now you couldn't dream of doing back then
1: to be fair those are very well done though um well
0: so is ocarina of time or
1: yeah yeah no I, I. for the time, the graphics were incredible, so yeah. I don't look back on it and go, oh, those suck. That's like... Um
0: like people used to like go, Vice City blew my goddamn <laughs> mind, and then you go back and you watch Vice City, and everybody's <laughs> just got circles for hands, yeah. and he's like holding it. My favorite example is uh, Nintendo 64 um, 007 GoldenEye, the first-person shooter of the mm-hmm. James Bond game. Uh, the AK-47 in that game looks like a pencil. It looks <laughs> like funny. you are just waving a pencil at people shooting blocks.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what the game itself is called, but while you were playing those type of games uh, on the Nintendo 64, uh, whatever Mario came out, uh, on, I think it might have been the first Mario game they put out on the 64 where you go into the castle and you jump into the paintings and stuff like that. Oh, we had that
0: one too. Yeah, Super Mario 64.
1: Was that all it was called? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember whenever that came out, everybody was like so hyped about the way that it looked. Fucking
0: mind-blowing.
1: You go back and look at it now and it's like it's not that good.
0: It's (laughs) me, Mario!
1: (laughs) But, um, yeah. It's like like, that
0: (laughs) thing looks like Toad. Like I feel like they got it better the first time back in the old days when he was just chasing Donkey Kong.
1: That's why I was curious how you felt because you're a writer and like RPGs are my favorite yeah. um, types of games. And are was very... my favorite
0: things to use in Doom. <laughs> Rock, propel,
1: grenades, right there with I'm you. thinking role-playing games, yeah. but Different you know, <laughs> but they're heavily reliant on the storyline. Like I, I haven't played any of them since probably ten or maybe eleven. But I was like really big into the. Final Fantasy series games. Whenever I was a teenager, and those are totally reliant yeah. on the storyline and the characters and all of the stuff going on with them. And um, Final Fantasy VII, ugh, the story, like the villain. You want to talk yeah. about good villains? The villain, but um... Mafia Two, <laughs> great bad guy. <laughs> but I, I do think the way a game is presented in horror games, specifically. Yeah, makes a difference. I
0: again, I'm still not speaking on Resident Evil, but if I had to pick, a like The Last of Us and Resident Evil, uh, any of them, are fucking phenomenal when it comes to character and storyline. I don't know enough of them to expand from there. <laughs> Sergeant Star, that's one. all you. <laughs> <laughs> I, so
1: I don't know, but I remember. Um, I I personally do not like. Games where you have to only play from first person perspective. Like the thing that I like about Skyrim is when you're out running around kind of playing in the world, you can switch to third person perspective. And I tend to like playing games where you can be like an archer and like shoot from a distance. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll switch to first person specifically to kill things and then switch back out and um like horror games whenever you cannot switch out of the first person's perspective give me so much anxiety
0: that's why the (laughs) first couple of resident evil games were the shit because like not only could you not switch into first person you couldn't walk outside of like these very blocky walking movements and so like you couldn't aim There'd, there'd be a thing on the ground and you could look up and look down look left and look right but you're camera was in the corner so you had no fucking idea what you were shooting at like how am i supposed to gauge because that thing's like four feet away over there in the corner how the fuck no, I, I, how, how can you put me over the shoulder maybe can i So you don't land over the
1: shoulder too much that doesn't bother me too yeah. much which i will well, that's
0: what resident evil changed to and it makes it a lot really? easier to shoot things but you still can't get directly behind the gun i don't think except for this one it was called raccoon city i think that was a first person. Then they did one on a boat. I remember those from Blockbuster. Um, but, yeah. It, 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 the first Resident Evil game, like, you you couldn't see shit. Like, you'd walk through a door and walk to the right, and you had to wait for the camera to, like, switch angles. So, like, you just walk to the right. There could be a dude right there. You're just getting eaten.
1: See? <laughs> but, but to be fair, okay, like, First-person perspective makes it so much easier to aim to shoot. I'll agree. Because, like I said, whenever I'm playing Skyrim, I'll switch to first-person to shoot things. Um, But, like, when you have to play the whole game that way, though, I don't like that. Like, older graphic games, that might be different, like, when they didn't quite have it down. But, like, I remember... Which, this is an older game, too. um, My oldest sister and I used to play video games together all the time. That was kind of, like, our little thing we bonded over, and we rented, I think, um... The X-Files video game. I think it might have been on PlayStation. I don't remember, though. And, like, you had to play in first-person perspective. And I don't mind shooting from first-person perspective. But, like, when you're walking around. And, like, I know it kind of makes you feel like you're the one in the game. But you don't have, like, you only see right in front of you. So you were saying last night. You were like, where's our our (laughs)
0: peripheral You
1: don't have (laughs) peripheral vision. So you can't see to the side of you at all. And you just walk especially when they put you in a fucking warehouse and you got a flashlight. So you see a tiny circle in front of you and then you turn around and it's like, oh my God, there's an alien that's about to eat me.
0: Or you're in Doom and (sighs) you're having to play that little rune thing that we had to play like for three nights in a row. And you're like, well, I guess occasionally glance to the right, just shoot left, (laughs) keep running right, glance to the right, shoot left.
1: Oh, I don't like that though. It makes me... Like, so anxious. I don't like when you can't see around you. So I don't like those kinds of games. And you're just running around and there are monsters everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is not fun for me.
0: Well, I think those games are going to be next level with, like, the VR stuff. But yeah because there's no way i'm playing vr in third person like the doom in vr like you're gonna have to like be on a treadmill that spins 360 <laughs> people are gonna have to develop some like concave thing that you can like run in
1: my sister uh my oldest sister has a i think her and her she, cause she works with like a lot of technology and stuff like that so she owns a lot of crap like that i think her and her husband have a vr headset um I don't think they have any VR video games, but um, he, like, recorded her on his phone and posted this video of her one time when she was just sitting on the couch, like, watching some kind of, like, little... You were walking around, like, in some kind of horror room or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, I know it was scary. And she was just, like, like, looking around, like, jerking her head all around, and then you could see him just kind of leaning in and just (laughs) tapping her. She was like... "Ah!"
0: I think it's I think it's the soma from Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. I think VR is where it ends.
1: Between that and that
0: Father John Misty song, betting Taylor Swift every night inside the Oculus Rift, I think you know they're just gonna find us fat, dumb, and stupid, and extinct, wearing these cool goggles.
1: That's what Wally's about.
0: No shit.
1: You I thought Wally. Wally
0: was about pollution.
1: Well, it is, but um, the people leave Earth because they've destroyed the Earth and they go live up on the spaceship and they get so comfortable with. Um essentially technology doing everything for them, that they just live on the spaceship. Like, they never leave, yeah. and they have... Their... Essentially
0: the plot of the Matrix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have, um, instead of, like, literal wheelchairs, these beds that kind of hover and drive them everywhere they go, so nobody walks anymore, and they have... It's not uh, goggles or anything like that, but they have electronic screens that yeah. are always in front of them that do everything for them. They order food from it; and a robot comes up and brings them their food. Robot's clean behind them. And all this stuff, so everybody on this ship is super fat. Yeah. And, you know, Wally's one of the robots that's the main character of the story, and he's uh, uh, in love with Eva, who, her mission, she's like a robot that's supposed to go to the Earth and see if there's life and if life is sustainable on Earth. So she finds a plant, brings the plant back to the ship, and her job is to be like, hey, it's time to go back to Earth. Like, there's life on Earth again. And Wally's, like, in love with her, so he's following her everywhere she goes, and they um, accidentally knock one of the dudes that's on this hover chair off of the chair and onto the floor, and he's like, oh my god, you are know, like, trying to figure out how to get up, and then he realizes, holy shit, I've got legs, I can walk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, the, that's a Wally, all the people are too fat, because technology does everything for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's where we all get killed. Mm. It's the Selma. <laughs>
1: But back to video games real quick, cause I had one more question. Um, did you ever play? Cause that was like a, well, you did say you played Resident Evil video games, so um, but like video games that were, like, based off of really popular films, like yeah. the Godfather video. There game, was a Godfather then... game.
0: There was a really cool Scarface game, um, on the PS2 where like you had to like you watched me play the Madden thing, um, from while you were editing yeah. or something, but. <laughs> You know, you go to do the kick and that thing like scrolls up and you gotta like hit it top and you gotta hit it bottom. That was the system for selling cocaine in Scarface. So you would have to go find cocaine people. And like at first you're only like selling like $15 bags or whatever it is. But then like you get up the chain and you gotta like sell whole kilos for like X amount of money. And where you hit the scroll thingy was like.
1: How much money you got? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah,
0: the Scarface game, the premise was. Tony Montana didn't die at the end of Scarface. He survived the final shootout, which would thus make the whole movie uh, not matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You have to rebuild Tony Montana's empire. Um, There were probably better ways they could have gone about that, like uh, started you out just playing the plot of Scarface and still had you get killed at the end.
1: So... Do you like those kinds of games, or do you find them hard to get into because the original story is so iconic? Well,
0: I I haven't really played a whole bunch of them. Like, the Godfather games were really cool because you're not playing as Michael. Like, Mm -hmm. Michael's the Godfather, and the the movie kind of takes part around what you're doing. And then the Godfather 2, and all the way until... um, The mafia games and stuff like that. But those Godfather games, you'd see the events from the movie or like the baptism by fire that's in the Godfather, that famous scene where the baby's getting baptized and all the other family members are getting killed Mm -hmm. or the family enemies. Um, You're like driving people to the places to like go kill the other heads of the family and then they'll go to a cut scene and you'll see the famous shooting on the courthouse stairs where the yeah. guy's dressed up as the police officer but like you're the getaway driver that's waiting there after he kills the dude you gotta like scroll out hmm. yeah that was a really interesting way of doing it but outside of those two off the top of my head I can't think of any like film based ones that I've done
1: See, I don't, I don't typically enjoy film based ones because I feel like when there's already a fully established story, it's kind of hard to really get into it. Which granted, they did kind of a bad job on that game. But I, didn't, I know when Lord of the Rings came out, um, the very first video game they tried to put out, I think you were playing as Frodo, and I just I didn't like the game at all. Like, and it wasn't a very well done game either. But like, I don't like because it's like you already know the world, you already know the story, and like it, to me, it's not as exciting. Yeah. Um, I did like... In
0: the background, I think it was like on the Game Boy.
1: Oh no! <laughs> just don't do 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 Oh
0: no! you have to like jump from like flamingo to flamingo or whatever the fuck those oh, things were. Oh, and then your
1: dad dies. <laughs> That's sad.
0: Oh. They're all, they're all revolved around my father. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. I'm in, in the video game. Mufasa dies. <laughs> uh, there, there was a Star Wars video game, I think that was on 64, that I kind of liked, because just that was fun, like, flying the little ships and shit. But yeah. Yeah, other than that, I'm not a massive fan of, um, yeah, video games based off of movies. Like, I, I feel like, to me, that kind of spoils the fun of learning the plot. Well,
0: I think you have to do kind of what the Godfather game did, where you have to approach the plot from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So, like, You're never gonna be Michael Corleone. There's no fun in being Michael Corleone. Uh, There's fun in being like a henchman in Corleone's gang, where you're having to like partake in all these things, like the bombings or the shootings and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think in the Star Wars video game, you weren't a real character either. I think you were just a a made-up character that was kind of like in, you know, the fight. Yeah. Uh, There was one more that I was thinking of, and now I've blanked on it. Yeah, the today. Friday
0: the 13th video game. They have a Friday the Garbage. Garbage. It was it was meant to be a massive multiplayer like it's only online. I've got it I've just got to re-download it on the PlayStation. Uh but the problem is I don't have a headset so you're so you're, like, hey, you like one person plays. Uh-huh. One person plays as Freddy not Freddy, fucking one person plays as Jason, and then everybody else plays as the camp counselors, and your job as Jason is to kill the camp counselors, and then your job as the camp counselors is to, like, stay alive for 15 minutes.
1: Oh, no. But, like, the
0: game is not fully fleshed out. Like, it never (laughs) feels like you're actually, like, in control of what the fuck is happening. And Jason can, like, teleport to a different spot in the map, and then, you know, like, sneak up on people, and there's, like, kills that you can do that wherever you are. I played it for like a weekend high as fuck. <laughs> I was just sitting there like doing bong rips all night and I was like, I'm gonna buy the goddamn games so I bought it and I was just stoned and I couldn't talk to any of the other camp counselors and then I was Jason and they never told you how to kill anything. And I was like, I don't I don't know what to do in this situation.
1: <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Though. Like if it had been. That sounded better. like
0: a beautiful video game <laughs> when I bought it. Like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, back when I used to be a mischievous drug abuser.
1: For shame, younger bro. For shame. Do you have a favorite video
0: game? Come back to
1: me. I know you don't play them a lot. Um, mine's probably currently. Skyrim, that's the one I play the most, but if I had to pick an all-time favorite, it would be A Link to the Past. Very- that one, I don't know why. Makes me weirdly very nostalgic. No. No. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to take you a lot longer to answer that question. I was going through my like Rolodex because I do have a lot of video games because I've been playing them my whole life. Tinker with them but... for
1: 15 minutes and then call it a day. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll play this and then I get bored and you
1: know, occasionally. <laughs> I'm not
0: a diehard video game guy. I'm I have a, a headset. big reader and film watcher.
1: I have a headset and I think you do have a headset. We're gonna figure out how to make that work and then the Jason gonna, game. Yeah, we're gonna go some yeah. things
0: well the issue immediately with that one was you'd get on and all your teammates would be korean and you're like oh, even that's if a I, yeah even if i could communicate with you guys i there's nothing i can do here <laughs> and It's like i don't know what the fuck that means but i know that i'm catching a machete in my asshole right now <laughs> uh.
1: I wish that would be cool if they had a Friday the third or not sorry Friday um, Nightmare not on Elm right. yeah that would be cool like run around see that Fridays. would be
0: really fun you could play as Nancy your job is to go through the nightmare world. Like, you. that would be a legitimately awesome video game. You don't have to borrow from any of the plots of any of the movies. You just have to bring in a couple of the kills for some cut scenes. Like, Johnny Depp still needs to get sucked into the bed and spewed through the ceiling. But if you're a brand new character or you're playing Nancy in this, like, installment that comes afterward, you could do... Like Nancy in Hell dealing with Freddy, like, it'd be a fucking blast.
1: It'd be creepy
0: though. It'd be scary yeah. as shit.
1: Scary. I'm like that sounds neat, but in reality, I would sit and cry. <laughs>
0: yeah, not your guys' ideas out there. If there's any fucking uh, developers of video games, we'll write that for you. Uh, well, we will come up <laughs> with the Friday. Not the fuck. <laughs> the Nightmare on Elm Street video game. The Halloween video game would be lame as shit. So like, what do you do? Go about your uh, normal day and pretend you didn't see that dude move from behind the bush. And then <laughs> there's really nothing you can do. You Michael's smashed yeah, into a wall. Michael's going to fuck you up. There is no getting away from Michael. Unless
1: you're Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah.
0: Then yeah. you get away from him for like 30 years and then we still need to watch the movie to see what happened. <laughs> But, like, it, it, maybe if you played as Michael, but that would just create a whole new dawn of psychopaths if you could play as
1: Michael yeah. Myers. They should do a... Shit. Was that... Which one was in space? Was that Jason or Michael? Jason X. Now we should do it, Jason X video game. Just go to space and fuck yeah. shit up. <laughs> stick
0: that dude in the fucking cryogenic chamber and then just break <laughs> him like a big piece of glass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: surprised they didn't. I mean, maybe they did and I just don't know about it. I'm surprised they didn't do a bunch of video games over those for how many movies they did.
0: (laughs) I think they were like old video games, but like scrollers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that.
1: Hmm. Things to contemplate. I'm out of show notes though. Me too. It's my, my final... Final um. countdown. <laughs> My final thought for the day is: uh, your characters and your 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 story matter the most, no matter what you're doing.
0: Most definitely, uh, we have a flat line right now. I'm hoping this is recording. It's still registering, so uh,
1: maybe we're just talking quiet.
0: I don't know. It's still going flat, but uh, let's do plucks.
1: <laughs>
0: I just opened it up and it looks like we just died to death. So I'm hoping this is all getting captured. Uh, you can find us over on Facebook at...
1: Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions.
0: You can send us a tweet over at Twitter. Tell us about your favorite character. There, all our levels just popped up. I'm sorry that I hit the microphone. Um <laughs> You can find us over at Twitter. You can uh, send us your favorite character from books at...
1: Uh, At Nightmare Box Pro.
0: Or write us an email and tell us what your favorite character of all time is. At
1: Nightmare Box Productions at Gmail.
0: Uh, You can swing on over to Instagram. Send us funny memes of your favorite characters.
1: (laughs) That's at Nightmare Box Productions.
0: Uh, Or you can spin on over to NightmareProductions.blog
1: the nightmare box
0: god fucking christ (laughs) the nightmare box dot blog you can go over there you can see the dolls which Kristen directed that i wrote uh you can go scroll down that page and get yourself a copy of the madman diaries you send me ten dollars i'll send it to you no matter where you are just give me your address i don't care if it costs more than ten dollars to ship the motherfucker to you i'll get you the motherfucker
1: Uh, We might die this weekend from the snow So that book may be worth a lot more money Real soon (sighs) Hopefully, Grab it now Well
0: the concept is that book gets pulled from productions Once I'm out of books And I've got one small stack left So if you want one go ahead Grab yourself one while they still exist Then you can have my autograph And one day when you know I'm worth two dollars an hour (laughs) You got anything else my love?
1: Uh my YouTube is youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington.
0: Or CashPen at Twitter. Meowside. (laughs)
1: Do what? (laughs) My middle name is Ashley. I'm not trying to be the Cash Me Outside girl.
0: Cash Pen at Cash. Kristen
1: Pennington is too long. Twitter limits your username, like allowance. Twitter limits a lot of That's why we're Box Pro on Twitter. (laughs) (sighs) Nobody cares about your right wing. (laughs) Anyway. Uh cash us next time
0: all right love you yeah love you i love you guys and we'll talk to you in a couple of days